People don't realize gymnasts also, you have to sustain a, a certain weight in order to perform. Even to get too muscular or too strong or too big, it counteracts what you're doing. Remember, you're trying to fight the laws of physics, literally. I'm going to make you work hard. That's it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to basically hold your hand through everything or just give you like, oh, okay, we'll just go through the motions. And I pride myself on that. The goal is the key of why that client is there, not your thing trying to make them look like something that they don't want to be. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Welcome to the show, Oscar. Hey, thank you, Drew. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming me to your show. And uh, hey, out there to all your listeners. Yeah, it's our pleasure. I'm excited to have you on the show. We got lots to talk about today. I would love for you to start off by sharing who you are, what you do, maybe even how you got into it. Uh, sure, that'd be great. Uh my name is Oscar Smith. I've been a personal trainer for over 30 years, owner of OD Studio, which is located in Tribeca, New York, for the past 17 years. And I train everyone from the pro athlete to the soccer mom next door. Awesome. So how did you get into personal training? I was just about to think it out. I was actually training for the 88 Olympics as a gymnast, and I was working part-time at a gym. And a guy actually told me, he said, look, I just want to pay you to follow what you do because I want to look like you. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, the concept to me was like, you know, what do you want, dude? And uh, he was like, no, you ever heard of a personal trainer? And that's when he told me what a personal trainer is. And back then it was all for like high-end celebrities and stars. So and that's when I was I said, hey, that's a different angle where I can actually go and make extra money or make a living out of doing that. That's how I got started. So how did you get into being a gymnast? So you trained at a high level. Did you go to school and work your way up? Correct. I went from the classic high school athlete, track and field, football. Um, then I fell in love with gymnastics. I would sit around and watch some of the dancers at uh, school. And when I went to a junior college, that's when I really got into gymnastics. And the gymnastics, you know, coach at the time said, look, you really got a great athletic background for you that you will fit perfect in height and weight wise. And he said, really give it a shot. And he said, if you really train hard, you know, you have to work your way up. Maybe you can try out you know, for the Olympics. And right away I was like, whoa, you know, like 
the Olympic Games, and that was like really exciting to me. So I just focused in on that for the next few years. That's awesome. I have to tell you that I like personally, I really like full body weight exercises. But it, I mean, I've been doing TRX and just the regular, that's the way we teach as well, but like full body movements, functional movements. But maybe the last handful of years, I've been getting more into gymnastic stuff. So I have gymnastic rings. I actually used them yesterday. <laughs> but um, I'm so envious that I, you know, that of those probably like you that do all kinds of cool stuff and I'm like just trying to get started. <laughs> It's, you know, like for the men, we have six events. For the women, they only have four. So you can be an expert at one. I wanted to be an all around. So I hated the high bar. Rings were one of my strongest points. Uh, and the Florex, I found love of. Hated the ball. Parallel bars were quite painful after a while. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's trial and error. And it is just what you said, where you see a lot of the gymnastics moves used in a lot of the, like I want to say, um, somewhat CrossFit or uh, the body weight videos you see a lot on YouTube. They try and do planches and pull-ups and everything else like that. It, it is something that I have to say, you know, you wipe out. You never want to do that again. So you learn from <laughs> failure, like serious pain. Um, but it is just one of those things where it is. De definitely develops your body rather quickly, but you also have to be very flexible. And that's a key thing a lot of people don't understand. And as you get older, I'm definitely not doing back handspring, full and back outs, or, you know, in locates, dislocates the double backs, out both the rings. I'm like, oh. So what, tell me what your, what your training schedule looks like now. Like what kind of exercise do you do personally? Personally, I do in the summer months, I do what is known as a run, swim, run. So I'll run a mile, swim half mile back, and then run another mile, swim a half mile back. That was like an old uh, workout I used to do when I was lifeguarding, when I was a beach lifeguard. And then I would do certain days of just pull-ups, push-ups, and dips, just all body weight. And what I call the 400 club. So it's 400, 400, 400, incline, decline, reverse. Um, and then dips and then sometimes I would add sprints to it depends on what I'm in the mood for I, I do like to cycle as well I'm a triathlete also so I like doing Olympic triathlons um, it just depends on what the mood I'm in for basically and weather wise you know after a while traditional lifting it does get boring it gets very repetitive and I think as people we get tired of that repetition 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 and what usually happens we kind of get stuck in a rut yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm like that 100 percent. like i like to do different things and if it's just hanging out in the gym like clanging weights around it's just so uninteresting to me so personally i have to go and find different things to learn and do but i think just like what you're saying that's a great tip for our listeners that you don't have to go and do the same thing every day because you're going to lose motivation. You're also going to not be able to see the results if you don't keep changing your workouts up and do different things. Correct. That's the whole thing I explain to everyone. The way I train and train my clients is like, I'm training you because I know what your, your strengths are. I'm looking to basically pick on your weaknesses and make them equal to your strengths and challenging you every day. 
And I tell everyone I have a simple model. If you're not sweating, punch me in the face because I'm not doing my job. You know, that's my job is to challenge you and make you go to the next level, the next plateau. That's it. You know, other than that, I don't know why you would go to the trainer. If you want someone just to go sit around and hold your coffee and hear your love story or whatever it is, you know, you're at the wrong gym for that. I tell everyone that's not what I'm about. Tell me, remind me what you said, the 400 club push-ups, dips. And so you go 100 pull-ups, wide grip, 100 close grip. This is all pull-ups, 100 reverse grip, and then 100 chins. So that's 400. Then you go 100 decline push-ups, 100 incline push-ups, 100 diamond push-ups, 100 regular push-ups. And then when it comes to dips, it's different grips. So it's a hundred regular grip, a hundred close grip, a hundred wide grip, and then a hundred, it's between your regular grip and your close grip, somewhere just a little bit closer in to your body. It mo mo mostly focuses on your tries and a hundred those. So that's 400. It takes me about 45 minutes to do it all. And that, I tell everyone, when you really want to challenge yourself, try and knock off a minute of your time. Your <laughs> arms are like jello. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds super intense. I got to tell you. <laughs> when I was training for the Olympics and I would go run, you know, like do my like basically two mile run and I would run sprints and bleachers. And the guy would walk his dog and you could see he was always a big guy and I always saw him at night. So around 8 30, 9 o'clock at night in Hempstead, uh, where I lived with my grandmother, there was a a range, a basically a policeman's range, and by it was uh these bleachers and a fireman practice field. So I would run the bleachers and I would see him every night. And I would go and basically do my sprints and then I would stretch out and tumble a little bit. And he's like, Oh, that's really cool. And I was like, and eventually he started talking to me. He used to be the judo champ for the military in nineteen fifties. And he told me I do 500 push-ups a day. And back then, I was like, dude, that's like impossible. And I remember his hands were the size of, you know, like oven mitts. He had big hands. And it's funny because then that number was just so astronomical to me that I realized 500 push-ups you can actually do in, let's say, 15 minutes. It's not that hard if you just put your mind to it. So that gave me the idea of the concept of the 400 Club. The 100 Club, which I'm happy, you know, that's a big goal for them, you know, when you tell them. It's going to do your body weight and you tell them you're going to do basically almost a thousand reps they're like what you're five it's like if you went to someone drew and you said like you do trx and you're like okay we're going to do a hundred knees to chest and then a hundred you know uh incline flies and then a hundred push-ups they're like well that's already 300 and right away it's a huge number for them they're like you know in mind their mindset is like that's almost physically impossible what you think about Mm -hmm. so when it comes to training your clients what is your main message or what is your philosophy when it comes to the, the direction you try to help them get towards my philosophy is like that of bruce lee not just particularly doing one style that's why he came up jeet kune do and it's basically changing the way they think and how a gymnast we used to have a saying was like, you can never say I can't. 
And that was the whole thing. You trained and you tried things no matter what to failure. And usually when I train people, I give them different things to do, whether it's traditional boxing, Muay Thai, or if it's weightlifting or plyometrics or like some sort of um, CrossFit or uh, basic boot camp. You know, it depends on the mood I'm in that every day I train them to do something different and be receptive to that, open to that all the time. Like you're going to do something you're not going to like. And I want them to realize that this is challenging your body and you succeed. It's kind of like climbing a ladder. You keep stepping up, up, and up, which is the key thing. So a lot of my philosophy depends on, one, the client, the mindset. Two, how bad did they really want to get in shape? Because a lot of them all have that thought in their head. Hey, I want to look like that MMA guy or I want to look like that superhero on TV or in the movies. You know, it was like, you got to work. And that's why I tell everyone right away, put in that work. Don't complain and make excuses and all that other stuff. Put in that work. That's a, like anything in philosophy. I basically tell them you have to work in order to get to where you need to be. How do you get past the excuses or how do you help your clients get past them? I guilt them into everything, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them like if I don't show up, people come to my house and knock on a door because I tell everyone I only get the money I earn. So if you live around the corner from me, I will come to your house and drag you out of your bed to come run. Um, a lot of times, you know, you feel lethargic, like when it's a rainy, crappy day or it's really hot weather. Should I do this? And I tell you, look, you can get up. My day starts every morning at 5 a.m. So your day. They can start also at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Your kids aren't bothering you. Your phone's not ringing. No one's up at that time. So you have that time to focus in on you, whether it's you working out or just organizing. And I tell everyone how great it is to have that extra four hours. So you get up at 5 a.m. till 9. You have four hours to do whatever you want to do before you have to go to work or whatever you What does it look like for nutrition do you do you work with them in nutrition as well yes nutrition is a big thing i tell everyone it's 50 percent what you're eating so you can't go train like a superior athlete and eat crap food like mcdonald's no offense to mcdonald's but it's still funny that they're still a sponsor of our olympic team when we don't you know most athletes don't really eat that stuff <laughs> but uh, it, it's just i tell everyone if you're putting garbage in you're going to feel like garbage Models have a great saying, if, excuse my expression, if you look like shit, you feel like shit. Same thing. And they have vice versa. If you put garbage in your body, you're going to look like garbage. That was a big thing also, they would say. So I tell everyone, you don't have to be crazy clean to eat. You know, I want you to enjoy your snacks here and there. You earn that for working out hard. So have that slice of pizza or ice cream or cookies, chocolate cake, whatever your vice is, I encourage you to have it. But earn that. That's the key thing. It's like I worked out hard for the past month or two weeks. I'm going to have that chocolate cake that I always wanted. Just one piece. And that's the whole thing. It's portion control. Control what you're eating. Control the amount of that you intake. Don't eat the entire pizza or the bag of chips, things like that. It is known as empty calories. It does nothing for you. And it's funny, when you start eating healthy, your body is going to reject all the processed and crappy food. You're going to feel almost sick. 
And right away, your body knows that. Like, oh, this is crap. I'm not going to eat this. So nutrition is a big part of it, yes. And I do help them with that. What was nutrition like for you when you were training at a high level with gymnastics? Same deal? Believe it or not, it was junk. You just, you just ate whatever, you know, the quick food that you can get in and, uh, you know, go from there. It's, it was Roy Rogers back then. I remember was a but it was mostly tuna fish, salads, chicken with salad, rice. Um, water or water-based drinks like high C, Kool-Aid, you know, most people don't realize gymnasts, we're poor. <laughs> There's not much sponsorship dollars They're trying to get us sponsors and whatnot. We're, so we basically very healthy as much as we can, but, uh, you know, we still have to work full-time jobs and that was the hardest thing. I remember working as a dishwasher at a hotel. You know, it was like my nighttime job. And I was like, oh, so I would leave practice exhausted and go work as a dishwasher. And they had a cafeteria at the Marriott Hotel. And I remember, you know, the cafeteria was free food for the employees. And I would always get like a, a mixed green salad and like a, a hamburger patty, you know, without the bun. And, you know, drink water or Kool-Aid or iced tea, whatever they had. <laughs> so, but that was my diet. And today for lunch i used to pack my lunch like you know i looked like a kid going to school i was like here i'm in college or junior college and like what's that i was like that's my lunch They're like what and i was like dude lunch is expensive on campus you know <laughs> i can't afford it i didn't want to eat the crappy pizza or burgers or fries because i knew that would counteract what i'm trying to do and people don't realize gymnasts also you have to sustain a, a certain weight in order to perform even to get too muscular or too strong or too big, it counteracts what you're doing. Remember, you're trying to fight the laws of physics, literally. So it was a lot of that um, learning from my coaches and other gymnasts, too, which all had that same background. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like I'm exhausted and I'm so hungry. I want to have like some sugar and you can't. You know, or, you know, I gained too much muscle mass. I got to lose that. You know, it was like a big thing for a lot of them. So well, tell me about the clientele. I mean, I would guess it's similar regardless of where you're at. But tell me about the clientele in New York. Your gym is in New York City? Yes, it is. My gym is located in Tribeca, New York. My clientele is uh, usually by word of mouth. So I have celebrities, athletes, um, models, um, pretty much everyone comes to me because they know they got tired of the nonsense mm -hmm. and they want real work going on. And that's the whole thing where they know I'm, I'm no, you know, I'm no, fr I'm basically, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to make you work hard. That's it. it, it I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to basically hold your hand through everything or just give you like, oh, okay, we'll just go through the motions. And I pride myself on that where I want everyone to know it's like, it's okay. You know, you're going to want to quit, but I'm not going to beat you up every day. And that's the biggest mistake most trainers do. They want to destroy their clients. You don't want to do that. Like if you take a professional athlete, you know, he's at a certain level. So yeah, you can really beat him up. If you take someone, you know, an office guy who's a weekend warrior pretty much, and you don't want to bring him, to, you know, eventually he's got to get to a level of a professional athlete, that's 
this goal. Keep the reason why they're coming to you. That's the client. That's what they want. They don't all want to be a Wonder Woman or, or Superman. Some of them just want to be like, hey, I just want to be healthy. Some also like, I just want to wear my skinny jean. And that's the biggest thing we're trainers forget. The goal is the key of why that client is there, not your thing trying to make them look like something that they don't want to be. So when it comes to training, I mean, you have to train people for different goals and different uh, results, I suppose. How does that differentiate when you're working with a professional athlete and you're working with a model? How, how do you set them up on a different program? It's funny you mentioned that because there was an article I did for the Wall Street Journal. Who's tougher, models or athletes? And <laughs> yeah, everyone knows who Tom Brady is and his wife, Giselle. She's tough. <laughs> she, you know, the models have to keep a certain shape all the time. So aesthetically, they have to be basically symmetry-wise, everything else, put together flawlessly. Athletes know they're like, I'm, I suck in my strength or I suck in my agility is terrible or my, you know, endurance is horrible. So they kind of know what they're working on to get better, depending on their sport. Models overall have to work on everything, you know, just aesthetically. So I fit this dress perfectly or I look that great in a magazine without having any touch-ups or airbrush, things like that. And, you know, I tell a lot of the models, people don't realize a lot of them come from an athletic background background, especially the European models. They come from basketball, volleyball, uh, soccer. You know, a lot of them say I was that ugly girl, so to speak, because I was super tall, pretty, but, you know, not too pretty, like in that sexy kind of pretty. So for a lot of them, they come from an athlete, a little bit of an athletic background. So they know what it's like to be coached and trained. The difference between the two of them, I would say the paycheck, you know, the pro athletes <laughs> definitely get a lot more money than the supermodels, but some of them are catch it up there. <laughs> like Giselle? <laughs> she makes a lot more money than I think her husband. But I don't know the financial situations. But she is a challenge. She is a challenge when it comes to things. Because it was funny when I was training Tom, he would go back and tell his wife what he did. And she would be like, okay, well, let me try that. You know? And, you know, it's a whole thing when you have two competitors, you know, living together and things like that. And she's competitive. I mean, I met her quite a few times and helped her, you know, more than happy. She's quite lovely and very, very tall, very broad. You know, um, like I said, I couldn't say the nicest things about them as a couple. You know, fantastic, very humble. Um, but, you know, they they train. And it's a whole thing where, like with Val Kilmer, you know, it's kind of sad. He was like, you know, people pick on me because I was in great shape. During, I did Batman. People don't realize he was in Batman besides, you know, Top Gun. And did my favorite movie was Tombstone with him playing Doc Holliday. Yes, I and love that. <laughs> How are you situated there? Like in LA here, for example, all the gyms have moved. The ones that are staying open are still functioning, I suppose. They've moved outside in parking lots or by the beach. What are you guys doing? Uh, most of the places are doing the same thing. They're moved outside. But as the weather's slowly going to turn until so we're going in fall, and usually it's a rainy season, so they open the gyms back up, but only at 30% or 33% capacity. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I have to say it's just a horrible administration for 
from the mayor and everyone else from there just basically shut the city down. And the city's a mess. I mean, I'm sure everyone reads the news coming from New York. It's, it's just one horror show after another. And a lot of people literally moved out, you know, literally moved out of the city. Wow. So, I mean, it's not like it's a mass exodus as all the papers make it, but people felt as if it was a little too too many homeless people, too many uh, protests, too much going on. Like, there's no organization to fund the police. I mean, it's it's always, it's just a mess, you know. And no one's trying to figure out what direction can we go in now. Our biggest topic is schools, you know, schools going back. So everything is a mess still here, Drew. That's all. It's just a mess. <laughs> so, so what's coming up next for you? Like, what's your future look like? Is there something that you're working towards or something that uh, you want to share with our audience? Anything in particular? Um, well, I had my book out, it's called natural strength, which is available on Amazon. And I have workouts in there for everyone and diets from some of my celebrity clients. Um, my next thing is basically I'm coming up with a fitness app, which is called FitBud. I've been working on it since 2016 and unfortunately the virus occurred and I was going to release it in June, but that's now backlogged to hopefully next year. Maybe we'll see. Because it's a social and fitness app both together for people to go and really keep themselves busy doing activities together. And other than that, that's it. I mean, I might write another book called Flexibility Dynamics. I already know the title of it, so I guess I'm already going to start writing it. And it's just basically how a lot of people don't increase their flexibility and stay you know, healthy that way more for movement. Movement is very important for the human body. And that's what, you know, kinesiology and biomechanics are. They're basically, you want to study of the movement of the human body and you want to be able to, to flow f freely. And a lot of people don't know that a lot of stuff we can do to prevent, you know, back or knee or leg issues just ourselves by just being a little bit more educated and aware of how our bodies move. Awesome. Yeah, that's so important, especially as the population gets older it seems that you're less you have less ability to be mobile mobile and and move around and just do day-to-day -day activities so i think that definitely be something that people would, should be checking out oh yeah so um is there anything before we wrap things up is there anything that we missed that you wanted to talk about no drew i think we covered everything and uh you know i again i greatly appreciate being on your show and I hope everything works out there in L.A. because I know you guys have your mess going on. And a lot of people from New York, a few of my clients actually left New York to move out to L.A. in the film industry. So they, this was a big push for them. So everyone out there, just, you know, stay healthy, stay strong and always stay positive. I always say three pieces of success, which is positivity, perseverance and professionalism. That's the key thing. You know, what's funny is that I think I meet more people that are from the New York area here in LA than people that grew up here in LA. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, LA is still up there for a big thing for, um, you know, for New Yorkers to go because you guys are multi diverse like us and cultural, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the LA weather. <laughs> oh man. I love the LA weather. <laughs> I love it. All right, Oscar, can you, is, can you give us a, is there, do you have a website? Do you want to tell us more about your book? Is there anything that you can direct us 
two in particular in case our listeners want to know more about you? Sure. You can go to my website, which is www.o-dstudiogroup.com. Uh, my book is Natural Strength is the title by Oscar Smith out on Amazon. It's in a soft cover and in an ebook form. And if you have any questions or you need anything, I tell everyone, if you call me, email me, you get me directly. That's it. So don't be afraid to ask a question. As the saying goes, you know, information and knowledge, it's very important. Always a no. Fantastic. All right, Oscar, thank you so much for joining us. That was an absolute pleasure. Appreciate your time. No, thank you, Drew. Thank you again for having me on the show. And hey to all your listeners, everyone stay healthy and positive. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on Facebook.com slash True Form Life. We post stuff there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com once again thank you so much for being here that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's drew tadia fitness expert to find out more about the show drew tadia or to listen to past shows visit exploringmindandbody.com